Welcome back everyone. This is Sophia Bender and fellow staff member Liza Eubanks here to talk to you about who is at fault if a high school student is failing a class. Um, so we were talking about this and what we're thinking is that it could be about three different people's fault or mm -hmm. groups of people's fault. Um, teachers, the parents, or the child themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think those are pretty much it. Um, and basically, there's, I mean, there's just so many reasons each one could be at fault. And obviously, it depends on every situation. But for teachers, you could, it could be their fault if they were just, if they're a new teacher, you know, they may not know exactly um, what works with um, the students they're teaching and what doesn't. And they may also not know, you know, if something just isn't, every class they have, every group of kids is going to need a different, um, like, it's going to have a different learning style as a mm -hmm. whole. And so they may not know yet how to quickly adjust to make sure their students are learning what they need to learn. Or maybe thing, or maybe they taught, like, at a different school, but this different schools, especially between different states, have different ways that they do things, mm -hmm. and that can affect a lot of students and teachers, how they're teaching. Yeah, and I think another reason is maybe they have been teaching for a while, but maybe they just, maybe they're at the point where they just need to teach until they re can retire, and maybe they're just not as, like, enthusiastic about their job anymore because from per my personal experience it really helps to have a teacher that loves what they're doing yeah and that kind of spends obviously not all the time they've got stuff to do other than teach but that you can tell spends a lot of time doing what they love and that you know that they're focused on what they're doing and are enthusiastic mm -hmm. about what they're teaching and I mean teachers are human just like everybody else so you can't expect a teacher to have perfect days every day, mm -hmm. but it you can really tell when a teacher likes their job or when they don't. Mm -hmm. It And when they don't, it can really affect um, the students that they're teaching. It affects, I think it affects both, I mean, not only will students possibly not learn what they need to know for all sorts of standardized tests we take at um, the end of the semester and the end of the year, but it can also kind of affect the student's attitude toward their class that they're taking, you know? If a teacher just obviously doesn't care about what they're teaching, the student may not care. And it might mm -hmm. just kind of sink to the bottom of their priorities list. And yeah, and in my personal experience, I have, I have taken a class that I love, but at the end of the year was not as not nearly as enthusiastic as I was at the beginning of the year mm -hmm. solely because the teacher just wasn't enthusiastic. That's happened to me in a class. It was, I've taken, um, it's kind of a pathway class. And last year I had a different teacher than I have this year. And last teacher, I, last year I loved my teachers so much. And they were just, they were really in, they were really into what they were doing. And they made teaching fun, but they made sure all, of the students knew what they needed to know and mm -hmm. I feel like my teacher this year is 
their their teaching style just doesn't quite match with how my learning style is. And it, I don't know if it's me particularly or if it's kind of just, like, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I'm doing okay in the class, but, you know, it could right. that could be I mean, another it, thing that maybe it's not necessarily the teacher's fault if a student is failing, but they could it could just be a reason why, like, if their teaching style doesn't match the student's yeah. learning style. And, I mean, if, if a teacher teaches in a certain way it doesn't affect everybody but it could Mm -hmm. be the reason behind why one student Mm -hmm. isn't doing as well in a class definitely and um a lot of times teachers um i find that are habitually like off topic in their class and i've had teachers that spend class time on things that are not in the curriculum and Mm -hmm. for me I I can still understand things and just kind of go around that. But there are other people who, when they don't have that class time spent learning with the teacher, it can really affect it, mm-hmm. affect how they do in that class. Yeah. And so it's honestly pretty unprofessional when a teacher is spending class time mm-hmm. on something that they're Especially, not supposed to be spending class time on. I mean, on. yeah, I've had teachers just get sidetracked. Someone will ask, you know, they'll they'll specifically they'll be like, "Hey, this is just a really quick question." You know, it's kind of a yes or no question. And then 20 minutes later, the teacher's yeah. still going off about something or, you know, 20 minutes later the teacher has some, uh, somehow wound up talking about their personal life, which is sometimes like I enjoy like kind of hearing about somehow what teachers have to share. I mean, Obviously, you know, they're they're interesting pe they're people, just like all of yeah. us. They have, you know, these huge these lives where they do so many other things that are interesting yeah. and cool to hear about, but class time isn't really the time to do that. Yeah, like there's a line that you kinda cross. Mm-hmm. Like you wanna know about your teachers because they are people and they're important just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. But like it it has to stop at a point where it doesn't affect they have to realize your they have to You're realize learning. when when they, you know, need to get back on topic because they are the teacher. You know, they need to be able because if they can't pull themselves back on topic, what if they can't? What if the cl- whole class gets distracted in a right. big class discussion that's irrelevant? You know, they've got to be able to get everyone back on track. And um, another thing that kind of goes like right along with that is some teachers are almost a little bit too wrapped up in their own life or just their teaching or just the one class that they teach Mm -hmm. that they're not understanding of the students that they have. Mm -hmm. They don't realize, hey, maybe they do have six Six of their classes, classes. five other classes, Mm -hmm. however many. And, yeah, and especially um, upperclassmen take, I mean, I feel, I think most, especially at at the school, most uh, juniors and seniors are taking at least one or two APs, but a lot are taking four or five APs, yeah. and or and you know accelerated and gifted, which are also rigor courses. Mm-hmm. That it's really hard. Sometimes there are some teachers that sometimes seem to forget that they only teach a few classes, and they're all, all their classes are in the same. You know, if an English teacher may may teach. Um, AP AP language regular uh, 11th grade 
and yeah, American like, lit, but American lit and stuff. Um, but we, but their students have to learn a science of social studies or history or something, um, math, English, and mm-hmm. two, two to three other classes. So they've got, as a student, we've only got an hour in seven different, six or seven different things that can, if the teachers, if the teachers kind of forget about that, it can get a little bit overwhelming when they're saying, yeah. oh, this should only take an hour and a half. But if I have an hour and a half of work in three classes, that's four and a half hours of homework. Yeah. Yeah, and I love uh, another thing that I'd like to point out, especially about this, is teachers, they have to do what they have to do to get the material in. But what really bothers me, at least, is when they're unreasonable about mm-hmm. their deadlines. Like, I just, I need time because I do have those other classes. Mm-hmm. And yes, I do need to teach, I need. I do need to learn everything that, this one class is teaching, mm-hmm. and I if I sign up for an AP or an honors class, that's the workload I signed up for. That's I mean that's what I'm gonna get. But I need I need the teacher to understand that I have other classes like that too, mm-hmm. and so I I need the adequate amount of time to get that workload done. Yeah, for sure. And I think that pretty much covers teachers. I think the only th- other thing along those lines is kind of just. I feel how the school um, system is just set up in general. I mean, there are I take I definitely take a lot of standardized tests, especially in English. We have to take um, writings, um, statewide writings and stuff. That I mean, even my teachers outright said, "This is ridiculous. I wish we didn't have to waste yeah. day doing this." I mean, that's not necessarily and that's not their fault. Teachers' the fault. Fa- yeah. Teachers' fault. Like you said, they have to do what they have to do, but you know, just standardized things are not always the best option. Yeah, because some students aren't good at standardized tests Mm -hmm. or tests in general, Mm -hmm. and so maybe they really understand this information that they're being taught, but then they go to the test and maybe they're just not a good multiple choice test taker. Mm -hmm. It's not fair. It's your grade in the class is supposed to represent how you've learned something, but when you have learned all of it, but you just aren't good at taking tests, it just isn't a good representation of how you did in that class, and that could be a big reason behind why a student is failing the class. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that kind of leads to another um, section where we said the child can, the student can also be the reason why they're failing because, um, like we were just talking about, if they just aren't good at test taking and the class they're in, you know, is relatively heavily based on how they do on tests, that could really affect them. I mean, you a lot of classes you get a fair amount of homework points, but they may be weighted so that, yeah. you know, 100 points of homework is really only 10 points or something. Yeah. And yeah. that can, you know, that can be hard to try to keep, try to, you know, keep the grade that you want in the class. Yeah. Um, that about wraps up teachers, Mm -hmm. but one thing that you may not consider a a huge, um, impact on a a student and how they're performing in school are the parents. Mm -hmm. And, um, we live in a place where we have, there are a lot of good, supportive parents, and Mm -hmm. we live in a pretty affluent community, Mm -hmm. but that, that doesn't, that that doesn't mean, like, they could still be responsible in some way, shape, or form Mm -hmm. for, for 
doing something that leads their student mm-hmm. to ultimately and, a failing grade in a class. And I mean, the the type of family you live in, you know, income or where you live or any th- factors like that don't always tell you about what's really happening in the house yeah. in terms of the relationship between the parents and their student. Yeah. You know, um, there are definitely, I mean, it doesn't even matter, like, you could be in the most loving family, you know, you could be um, where you could be in a, in a house where, you know, you have everything, you, you have what you need, you have clothes, you have a roof over your head, you always, you know, you always have um, electricity and, and clean water and all that yeah. in a loving family, but maybe you just don't, like, your parents love you, but maybe they just, you and your parents have never really been super close. And yeah. You, and maybe you just don't talk, and that could really affect you at school, where, um, especially if they have high expectations of you, out of love, because they want you to do well, and they want you to succeed, yeah. and, you know, be happy, but they could be putting pressure on their student maybe without even realizing it or realizing yeah. how much it's impacting their student. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things, uh, something that I've seen a lot is that school now is different than school was 30 years ago for our parents. Mm-hmm. And so they understand that school is hard, but they don't quite understand the extent. So even if they're really trying to help, if they are putting more, even more stress on us than school already gives us, it can be detrimental. For sure. I mean, I mean, just to talk about, just to talk about, like especially juniors and seniors are starting to get even more stressed out because they've got colleges. I mean, and life. And and they've got a, they're making all not all, but they're making a lot of kind of life changing decisions that they really probably are not prepared for. And, I mean, it's just, like, it, it gets stressful. Yeah. And, and if those, te- if those um, parents have high expectations, it only puts more unnecessary stress. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's, and that's not even taking into consideration that the student may also have extra, aside from school, aside from extracurriculars, aside from homework, they also have at-home responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of students have siblings, especially if you have a younger sibling that you have to take care of um, before your parents come home from work, if they work a little bit later than you come home from school. You, mm-hmm. um, a lot of kids have chores that they have to do. Some kids have to get a job and you know start paying for some of their own things. Mm-hmm. You know, There's other things other than just homework and college that cause stress. Yeah. And um, my parents work full-time, and I do that. I watch over my sister mm-hmm. in the mornings and sometimes in the, the afternoons, depending on how, on how late my mom gets home. But, um, I mean, it kind of affects me. Like, I don't get quite as much sleep as I could if I didn't have to take my sister to school so early. I get here half an hour before I have to be here mm-hmm. um, because my sister needs to get to school on time. And... And yeah, it, what really sucks is for my sister, I would have to get up even earlier if she wanted to get to school early on time mm-hmm. or, or uh, early to talk with a teacher or hang out with friends mm-hmm. or just do normal kids stuff. Yeah. And 
it's not necessarily my mom being a bad person. Definitely. It's just no, all yeah. of these extra things. Yeah, because she also, I mean, she, obviously she has to work a certain amount, you know, to do, to reach her goals just right. through her work, but also to support her family. Yeah. So, it's not that, yeah, it's not that she's somehow, um, yeah, she's not being a bad parent. She just has to do what she has to do. Right. Um, but, um, there, but I mean, there are parents who, like we said before, a lot of students here come from loving families and come from loving Yeah, we, ha- we live in an affluent community. Mm-hmm. We don't know, I mean, I don't personally know a lot of people who have bad quote-unquote parents, mm-hmm. but they're out there. They're out there. And it's and something that could affect. There's certainly parents grades. who could be abusive in some way not even just physically but just mentally or or emotionally or you know if they kind of neglect their children or just their children's needs even if they're at home you know if they just don't care about their children's uh schoolwork or anything Mm -hmm. that really takes a toll especially i mean especially on young kids but especially when you're a teenager and you know when you're in your teen years you've you're going through all sorts of changes mentally, physically, you know, your hor- you've got hormones coursing through your body. That's always fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> you've got, you know, you've, you've, you're starting to try to have to, you're not quite a young adult, but you're kind of getting there and you're kind of getting to where you're having to make more decisions for yourself and your decisions are becoming more and more important in yeah. the future. Um, yeah, it's just like, I mean, if there are problems at home, like with your relationship with your parents, and that can carry over into school, you're distracted by Mm -hmm. what your parents said or Mm -hmm. what your parents did. It could even affect how you make relationships with your peers and make friendships. And so that really, parents really can be a big factor. They can also be a big factor in why a child is succeeding, though. Yeah. Um, because obviously, you know, if you put pressure on your child, but you, but it's a reasonable amount of pressure where you're pressuring them in a way that you're just encouraging them to, to do their best, but you're not saying you have to get straight A's if they're not that type of student, you Mm -hmm. know, they're not, everyone is a straight A student, so. Yeah, the way I see it, um, certain kids do better when their parents pressure them and certain kids don't, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter what the parents intentions are it could be harmful nevertheless Mm -hmm. and the last thing the last kind of category we've talked about teachers we've talked about the parents but it could also be the child's fault and And this one kind of seems like the most obvious yeah of course but there's more reasons there's a lot of there's more reasons than than you may think um and a lot of the things that the parents and the teachers do feed in and maybe make it worse Mm mm-hmm Obviously, you've got, if you're just um, a student who is kind of lazy or you're just, you don't really care about school. Procrastination. Procrastination's a big one. That can really affect, but you may not care about school because your parents don't care about school and and they don't pressure you to do well at all, you know, so like we said, that kind of ties back in. Um, Of course. But if, obviously, it could just be you personally don't care, even if they do pressure you to do good. So it really depends. Um, like we were talking about before, you're just 
under a bunch of stress, just in general, life starts getting kind of a little bit more s stressful, and especially as a teen, teenagers think tend to think that everything is a bigger deal that, than it is, and that yeah. more people are watching them that, than really are, you know, yeah. so... Yeah, they just, and there's, I mean, there's just all these things that factor into the stress, and some of it's their fault, and some of it's not, and mm -hmm. some of it is just, some like... Some of it's kind of universal, some of it. Some of it's kind of blown up, just mm -hmm. because of the way teach, yeah, teenagers see the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're also, they're trying to figure out who they are, they're trying to figure out, you know, what kind of person they want to be, and what they want to do in life, and, you know, what they're, they want their role to be, kind of, in their society, in their world. Um, they may be struggling with religion or spirituality. They may be struggling with um, mental issues. Um, yep. Which, they, those could be issues that are coming up in high school or that that came up in middle school. Or they could be stuff that they've had for a long time. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, um... Leading into the, um, the, I'm going to say the word disabilities, it's not the right word, but it's, some students have different problems mentally that, um, affect how they think and mm -hmm. how they feel mm -hmm. and ultimately affect how they do in school. And sometimes it can be, um, less serious things like, ADHD and ADD, which can be helped with med medicine, mm -hmm. or anxiety, which can also be helped with medicine and therapy, but some, but there are, of course, those um, kids who really need special help mm -hmm. because um, of a birth defect or something that can it could just really be a congenital um, condition that that just makes it that that just makes it hard for harder for them to learn. It just makes them yeah. struggle with learning, no matter, you know, as much help as they get and who they get it for, from, um, it can just be, it can just be hard. They, yeah. Their brain just doesn't work the way that a lot of people's brains do. Yeah, it's, it's not necessarily anyone's fault, but that's mm -hmm. the way they are, and, mm -hmm. and, I mean, it, school has changed a lot now, but it used to be that people with those kinds of, um, disorders didn't have help, and, mm -hmm. We're lucky to live in a place where it does, and and in most schools, at least in this country, we um, people with who need that kind of help get it. Mm -hmm. But that's not the case everywhere, and it could be a factor. Yeah. Um, then, of course, there are students that don't have any of those problems. But they're just genuinely struggling, mm -hmm. no matter what. No matter doesn't what. doesn't matter if the... It could just be... If, I mean... The teacher's trying to help. Like, there's also this this thing in... At least, especially in, like, America and, and just in our society and where we live, where, you know, if you are bad at music or art, people are like, well, that's not for everyone. But if you're bad at math and science, people are like, well, obviously you're dumb. Obviously you're stupid. Right. But that's not the case. I mean, it's just that everybody's different. Yeah, and I mean, there are people who excel, who could, who could just write, you know, just write all kinds of beautiful music, or they could, you know, do all kinds of beautiful art, and they just cannot. Their brain just does not work as well with that Other stuff. Other subjects that, and 
um, in math and science and stuff where it's more kind of like logical thinking versus creative thinking. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing really anybody can do if they're genuinely struggling. Mm -hmm. And what makes it better is when teachers and parents are supportive and helpful and try to figure out Mm -hmm. a way to help those students that aren't as good as those subjects. Mm -hmm. But that just ties right back into parents and teachers. Mm -hmm. Are they they really trying their best Mm -hmm. to help out as much as they can? Or are they kind of being like, eh? Yeah. And eh can be good for some people, but Mm -hmm. not for everyone. Yeah. And... Basically, for everyone, all three really need to be working together. I mean, there are some that maybe, I mean, I definitely think the students and their parents really need to have, you know, a relationship where they're, you know, a positive relationship. And a lot of students need um, a positive relationship with a teacher, obviously not, you know, beyond what's, what's kind of a certain line where you shouldn't cross between a relationship between a student and a and a teacher but you know they should feel comfortable talking to the teacher in the morning if they if they don't feel um confident in how they're doing in the class you know and so really all three factors need to be talk together yeah they need to talk together and they need to be uh working together yeah so the thing is though that's not the way it is in a lot of places and it's a real problem Mm -hmm. so that's all we have this week or this month. Thank you for listening. Uh, We'll see you next time. Bye.